0: Happy Mother's Day! Where are all the moms in the house? Come on, where are all the moms? Where's everybody that had a mom in the house? We love moms. And we're so glad that you're here. Thank you for coming. If your mom invited you to come and you came, thank you. Thank you. thank You, you may not even know why you're here today, but we're glad you are. We've been in a series um, just inviting people to ask questions Why is life like this? Why does the Bible say that? A couple of weeks ago, we talked about a big question why do bad things happen to good people? And then uh, last week, we talked about why am I here? Purpose for life, purpose for living. Uh, Next week, in fact, all the moms should come back next week. Why am I so tired? No, Jenny, we're going to talk about that. That's a question that came in. And we're going to talk about a, a secret source of strength and the, the rhythm of rest. So that's next week. Uh, today is uh, celebrating Mother's Day weekend, so uh, why did God make moms? And some little kids gave answers. And I, I, I brought some of the answers that little kids gave to why God made moms. This little child says, well, she's the only one that knows where the scotch tape is. <laughs> Very insightful answer right there. Why did God make moms? Well, mostly to clean the house. Ouch, maybe, I guess, ouch. Why did God make moms? Well, well she has to help us get out when we're being born. Some, come on, aren't you thankful for that? There's some truth right there. Uh, Other questions they ask these little kids, like, how did God make mothers? Uh, He used dirt, (laughs) just like the rest of us. Uh, This little child said, uh, magic plus superpowers plus a lot of stirring. (laughs) Uh, God made moms with the same parts that I have, just bigger, Why did God give you your mother instead of another mother? That's silly. We're related. Uh, What would you change if you could change something about your mom? Well, she has this weird thing about keeping my room clean. I would change that. Or this child writes, I would like her to get rid of those invisible eyes she has in the back of her head. (laughs) Why did God make mom? We're not just going to talk about moms today. Uh, We're going to talk about women, wonderful women of hope. The the Bible has incredible women from Genesis to Revelation. And uh, they inspire us. In fact, as we look at some of these wonderful women that give us hope, and hope is always moving towards the future. That's what hope is, a positive expectation of the future. Um, while we look at these women, they should inspire not only uh, the women that are here, but they should inspire all of us because they are inspirations. And God has used wonderful women of hope to change lives, families, and even nations. So I hope that we're inspired as we look at these godly, faith-filled, Incredible women. Now, the first woman that we're going to look at, her name is Jochebed. Does, does anybody know what, what she was a mother of someone very famous in the Bible? Uh, Jochebed was the mother of the, 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 the prophet that was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the first five books of the Bible. Do you know what his name is? Moses. Right, Moses. And I want to talk about her as a protector because she protected her family. She protected Moses. Against governmental power, she stood up against the government. Now, I know that some of you complain about the government from time to time. And you think, the government does weird stuff. I want you to know that powerful women have stood up to governments much worse than ours. Sometimes we, like, we have to just back up and get the. the con- here, was, here was the government that Jochebed dealt with. Pharaoh, the government, passed a law. And his law was this is weird. This is, a, this is an evil, dark, weird law. Let's throw, here's the law, let's throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River. How many would agree that's evil? That's dark. We'll keep the girls, but we'll get rid of all the Hebrew boys. Now, at that time, jo- Jochebed was pregnant, and she didn't, like, the ultrasounds in Egypt weren't that good. So she didn't know, like, exactly. The ultrasounds now are amazing. Like, you can, you can see everything. They're, they're smiling. got their thumb up. They're doing, you can just see what they're doing in there. But back then, she didn't know, am I going to have a, a girl that will be okay? Or am I going to have a boy? And when the baby was born, it was a little boy, and they called him Moses. And the government said, he will die. And she said, no way. She stood up to the power to protect her family. She she, 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 she saw Moses. She fell in love with him. I like this part. It, she, she noticed he was, I think all mothers feel this, he was a very, <laughs> come on, he, don't you always, you see that baby? Has there ever been an ugly baby born? N- not yours anyway. <laughs> Maybe somebody else's. But she saw Moses and said, oh my, M- Moses, we got to keep you. We got to protect you. And she did protect him. She um, hid him. Uh, for three months, which must have been amazing, he must not have cried much in the three months. That's a miracle right there. First three months, and then as he got older, and she couldn't hide him any longer and protect her in her home, what was she doing? She was hiding him and protecting him. She then came up with another plan, and she watched this. She built, watch this word. She built an ark. Very important. She built an ark of bulrushes to do what? To protect her family. And she put that ark, that little bulrush uh, bassinet, out into the Nile River, knowing where the princess would be and knowing that if that princess ever saw that little baby, he was so beautiful, she would not throw him to the crocodiles. She built an ark of safety. And we need Powerful women who will bring protection to families. Again, every time every time you bring your, your kids to church, you are building an ark. There's arks of protection in the Bible. Noah had an ark. Even, even Moses built an ark called the Ark of the Covenant for our protection. But the ark is a symbol of safety. When you open up your scriptures in your house and you read the stories of the Bible, you are building an ark of protection. When you pray... When you pray for your children, you are building an ark of protection. I encourage you, before your kids go to sleep at night, go into their room and bless them and say, God is with you, you are a mighty child, and God is going to do awesome things. And when they're not in their room, go into their room and pray. And as they get older, kneel down on the bed and put your hand under the mattress. Some of you will get that later I'm just telling you. Protect your families. I don't know, did you, I don't know if you saw uh, the movie. It's been out for a while now. Did you see the movie called War Room? Anybody see that movie? It was about a godly woman who was teaching a younger woman how to protect her home. Elizabeth is the young mother. And I don't know, remember the scene? And if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to see it. Uh, But you'll see a scene when Elizabeth finally gets it, and she decides, I'm going to protect my home. You remember the scene when she goes to the the front door of her house, and she opens up the door, and she has a spiritual conflict? You remember that? Here's what she said. When you see the scene, you'll remember. But she steps to the door, and she says, She says, I don't know where you are, devil, but I know you can hear me. You have played with my mind and had your way long enough. No more. You are done. Jesus is the Lord of this house, and that means there's no place for you anymore. What's she doing? Protecting her house. So take your lies and your schemes and your accusations and get out of here in Jesus' name. You can't have my marriage, you can't have my daughter, and you sure can't have my man. I thought some of the ladies would say an amen there. I thought that would be a good place. This house is under new management, and that means you are out. And another thing, I'm sick and tired of you stealing my joy. That's changing too. My joy doesn't come from my friends. It doesn't come from my job. It doesn't even come from my husband. My joy is found in Jesus, and just in case you forgot, he's already defeated you. So go back to hell where you belong. And leave my family alone. What was she doing? Protecting her home. Building an ark. We need mighty women that will raise up and catch this concept that you are building an ark of safety for your family. And that's what this beautiful woman teaches us. The next woman we're going to look at, uh, her name is Hannah. Hannah. And Hannah has an interesting story. She prayed that God would give her uh, children. And she said, God, if you give me a a child, I promise you, she made a great promise, and I think all of us should promise this, I'm going to give my child back to you, God. I want you to know that I'm receiving this child as a gift, and I'm giving this child back to you. And sure enough, God gave her a little boy named Samuel. And sure enough, she kept her promise. She returns when Samuel would be about... In those days, they would wean them at about three or four years old. So Samuel would have been four or maybe five years old. And she brings Samuel back to the house of God. And we find the story when she says that I have prayed to the Lord. I've made a request that he would give me this boy. And he granted my request. Now what is she doing? I'm giving him back to the Lord. And because I'm giving him back to the Lord, watch this. He will belong to the Lord, what? All the days of his life. That's a great concept right there. I'm going to give my child, and I want to my children belong to the Lord. And then she, she released him, which must have been painful when he was about five years old, she took him to the house of the Lord and she said to the priest Eli there, here is the boy that I promised to the Lord. Now watch this. This meant that she was separated from her son by geography, But she was not separated when it came to prayer. She is an incredible example of a praying mother. And you may be here today, and you may have a, maybe it's an older child, you're separated by geography. But you are not separated when it gets down to praying. You can pray. She prayed over that boy, and God heard her prayers, because Samuel becomes an amazing, world-changing leader. Here are some things you should pray over your children, even if they're far away from you geographically. And some of you are far away from your children emotionally because something's gone on. But you can still be present with them no matter where they are through the power of prayer. I'm sure she prayed, and here's a great prayer for all of us to pray for our kids, our family. God, please let my son Samuel hear your voice. I'm sure she prayed that. Because if you know this story, Samuel, when he was just a young boy, heard God's voice. I'm sure his mother was praying that she would hear his voice. She prayed, Lord, I pray that he would always know that he belongs to God. There's a great prayer for our kids. I pray that my son, my daughter, I pray they would always know that they belong to God. I'm sure she prayed this kind of prayer. Lord, protect him from religion and make sure he knows about a real relationship with God because when he when Samuel was given to the priest Eli Eli was a religious priest but he wasn't a real godly priest and how many know, there's a difference He was religious in his priesthood. He had two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. They were religious. They did their thing, but they didn't have a genuine relationship with God. She actually released her son into that environment, but she prayed, Oh God, may he figure out the difference between just being religious, just showing up on the weekend, or really encountering the living God. And Samuel really encountered the living God. He fulfilled his destiny. That's something we should pray for our kids. May they fulfill their destiny. May they change the world. Here is this praying mother. And I don't, you're, you may have a child a state away, 100 miles away, other side of the world. When you pray, ladies, you change history. And She prayed over this blessed son. And he was a world-changing history man. So Jochebed protected her family. Hannah shows us the power of prayer. I want to talk about two ladies now, but they are a mother and daughter combination, um, Lois and Eunice. They, they were the mother and the grandmother of a godly man named Timothy, and they're noted in the scripture for teaching Timothy incredible lessons about God and about life. And I just want to point out that God loves mothers, and God loves grandmothers. Are there, come on, are there any grandmas in the house? Come on, where are you? Grandma, it's okay, you can acknowledge it. I don't care what you call yourself. La, la, na, na, grandma, I don't care. Whatever it is, you, you have a responsibility. Not just to spoil your grandkids but to bless your grandkids with good and godly wisdom. Eunice and Lois, this grandmother-granddaughter combination, and, and I, I don't want all the grandmas to go into retirement. You are important. You, and listen, I, 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 little children, they also answer this question. I, I've been, you can tell I've been doing deep research with little kids this week. Uh, They were asked, what is a grandmother? And one of the little um, students answered, a grandmother is a lady who has no children of her own. But likes other people's children. Uh, Grandmothers are generally pretty old. They shouldn't play too hard and they should never run. Grandma is the woman that takes me to the market where the pretend horse is and always has a lot of quarters. Oh, that that was a good answer. Uh, Grandmothers are the ones that take us on walks and they walk real slow by important stuff like leaves and caterpillars. I don't know if you agree with this one, but it's not me. I'm just reporting out to you. Uh, Usually, grandmothers are fat. (laughs) No, I'm just reporting. But not too fat that they can't help us tie our shoes. <laughs> Insights from infants: uh, Grandmas can take their teeth out. <laughs> I, I don't think all of them can. I don't think all, but s- some of them can. And uh, I like this last. This last student writes: uh, Everyone should have a grandmother, especially if they don't have a television. Because they are the only grown-ups that have time for us. So here's Lois and Eunice, this mother and grandmother combination that greatly impact um, Timothy. Watch this. They passed on to this young man. Here's what the Scripture says. A genuine faith. And that word genuine is the exact opposite of hypocrite in the original language. A hypocrite puts on a mask. Now get this, ladies, gentlemen, you can listen in because this is good for you too. Eunice and Lois didn't say one thing at home and another thing in church. They didn't live one way at home for Timothy to see and then some way else in church. They gave Timothy a genuine faith. They were true blue. The person they were at home was the person they were at church. They weren't hypocritical. Genuine. God give us women that will pass on and model for the rising generation genuine faith. That's what she did. Lois and Eunice passed on genuine faith from his grandmother, Lois, and from your mother, Eunice, And I've known the same faith continues. It's strong in you because you received it from these good and godly women. Watch what they taught. These were teachers. These were teachers. And they taught the holy scriptures. Now let me just say, ladies, you can't teach the scriptures to the rising generation unless you know the scriptures. It's very important. You need to be students, all the ladies, students, of the Scriptures, not just for your own edification, but so that you can pass on to the next generation the wisdom of God. That's what the Scriptures are. And Eunice and Lois got together, and when they were with Timothy, they said, "Timothy, let's, let me, We're going to tell you about Moses. We're going to tell you about the, the the children of Israel. We're going to tell you about the Passover. We're going to tell you. We're going to tell you all the things about Scripture." But they didn't just talk about Old Testament Scriptures. They talked about this new movement of God that was new in their day, they brought this message of salvation that came through Jesus Christ. So they taught the scriptures, and then they said to Timothy, Timothy, you're a good boy, but you're not good enough. Every kid should hear that. You're good, but you're not good enough. You need a Savior. And thanks be to God, he has given us a Savior, and his name is Jesus. Let me tell you, Timothy, about Jesus. Jesus hung on the cross. And when he hung on the cross, Timothy, he took away all your sin. He took away all your shame. You don't have to go to bed at night with guilt and shame on you. It's all been taken away from Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. He'll be the Savior of your life. This Jesus not only died on a cross, Timothy, he went into the tomb and got good news for you, Tim. He rose from the dead. They taught that this message of the Savior. They were teachers. This last, I don't know if you know this last week, is uh, National uh, Teachers Appreciation Week. Yes, are there teachers in the house? How many teachers? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, come on, give give it up for the teachers. Come on, give it up. Give it up for the teachers. But let me circle back around, okay? Let me circle back around. Let me ask that question. Listen very careful to what I'm saying and then to my question. We'll need all women to be teachers of the scriptures and of the Savior. Now, let me ask that question again: Are there any teachers in the house? Come on! Are there any teachers in the house? Come on! It's Teacher Appreciation. Are there any teachers? There are. You are. You are teachers in the house. In fact, just reach over, pat one of them on the back, and say, "I appreciate you." Come on! I appreciate you. I I I appreciate you. Teacher Appreciation. And just ladies, be teaching the right stuff. Like there's so many lessons you can teach, but notice that it doesn't say, and they taught young Timothy karate. (laughs) Or baseball or algebra. All this stuff, and I'm not saying all that stuff is, is wrong, but on all of the things that you teach, don't forget, number one, to teach the scriptures. That means when you prioritize your week, Scriptures are important, house of God is important. This was the way that Timothy was raised and Timothy was a world changer because he was raised by godly women. And get this, because some of you have this, is your situation. The dad in this situation was not a believer. Some of you are spiritually single. You walk with the Lord and you walk with faith and your spouse does not. But you can still have an incredible impact on the rising generation when you decide, I'm going to teach the stuff that really matters. That's what these precious ladies did. So, we have uh, Jochebed that brings protection through the ark. We have Hannah that prays even when her son is far away from her. We have Eunice and Lois as they teach young Timothy. And then this last lady I just want to talk about briefly is an interesting woman. There's only only three verses of Scripture in all the Bible that talk about this godly woman named Anna. Anna, Anna had a life. She's in, Acts, she's in Luke chapter 2, and, and here's the story. When Jesus was brought, for the first time, Jesus was just a newborn baby, when he was brought to the house of God, just like our children are brought to the house of God to be dedicated and blessed. When he was brought to the house of God, how many would just know that in the house of God there would be a lot of religious people? You Right? Like there'd be a lot of, there's priests doing priest stuff, worshipers doing worshiping stuff. There were hundreds, thousands of people in the house of God. When Jesus, the Son of God, The Messiah, the Christ, made his grand appearance. And I just want to point out, only two people that were there that day saw him. Oh, people looked at him. This baby walking by, oh, cute little baby. But only two saw and recognized him. One was Simeon and the other was Anna. And I just want to point out, you could be in church today as a religious thing. Maybe your mama invited you. And if all you pass through is a religious thing or a church thing, you will have missed the point. The point of us being together is that you would see and experience the presence and the power of Jesus. He is in the house. He is knocking at your heart's door. And to encounter him is the greatest gift that you would receive today. But it's possible, and in Jesus' day, thousands of people missed it, but these two godly people Simeon and Anna saw Jesus. Now, Anna was a lady who, who life, life had not treated fairly. Her story is that, that, that she got married. She had hopes and dreams, and, and she got married. But the Bible tells us that when she got married, uh, she had only been with her husband. She was only married for seven years, so she became what we would say is a young widow. Now, was that her plan? No or no? No. No. She had dreams of living with her husband, of children, of family. All that didn't happen. Now she could have got some people when life doesn't deal fairly with them or in their estimation fairly, they get bitter, they get angry, they get full of complaint, but not Anna I'm going to tell you, if you want to really encounter the presence of Jesus and the power of God, you can't let bitterness and curveballs throw you off track. You've got to be like Anna. She always had a deep, desperate longing to be in the presence of God. That's what she was. She, She lived all her life. Young widow, but she lived all her life. And here's where she spent her time. She spent her time in the temple. Here it is. She was 84 years old. Now, this 84 could be she was either 84 years old or she was 84 years old after her husband. And if she was 84 after her husband, she'd be like in her hundreds. She'd like she was old. 84 is old. When I get there it'll be young, but right now it's old. She could have. She could have been in it. She could have been in her. I'm just going to tell, watch this. I want you to get this. This lady can teach us a lot. You can be old and still on the outside, and still be fresh on the inside. Because she is. She's old. She's, the Bible says very old, but she never leaves the temple. And what is she doing? What is she doing? What is she doing? She's spending her time worshiping. She's spending her time fasting, and she's spending her time in prayer. Now, let me just get you this. Because you cannot cannot have a mouth that is filled with worship and a mouth that is filled with complaint at the same time. So Sometimes, I know other places, people you may know, maybe you see them on the Internet. People get old and complainy. Maybe you read about him somewhere in a magazine. I'm just going to tell you, if that's the trajectory of your spirit, you will miss Jesus. This woman... Life had done unfairly. She lost her husband early. She'd been a young widow all her life. She didn't have a family to take care of her. Is her mouth filled with complaint and sorrow and moaning and complaining? Nope. She is in the house of God, and she is saying, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are going to rejoice. Come, come on, young people. Get with it. Come on. Come on. I'm old. I'm old. You can get with it. Come on. She, she's filled with worship. This is, I'm just going to tell you, This is how you encounter Jesus. Fill your mouth with worship. Fill your time with prayer, with fasting. She's tender in the house, so that when Jesus shows up, she doesn't miss him. So she comes along, next verse, the third verse, only three verses about her, and there's Simeon, and Simeon is talking with Mary and Joseph, and who do they have with them but but the baby Jesus, and she sees that baby Jesus, And what does she do? She starts, she's always doing this anyway, but she starts praising God. Whoops. She starts praising God. And then she's saying to other people, everyone she can find out, he's here. The the Messiah, the Christ is here. She's telling people what she has just seen. So just pointing out that though life had thrown her a curveball, maybe maybe when you look back over the history of your life, you feel like God has thrown you a curveball. Not your plans. Didn't plan for that to happen. <laughs> Learn this from Anna. Let your mouth be filled with worship. Let your time be filled with fasting and prayer, and you will encounter Christ, and he will, he will reveal himself. And if you're here today on this religious service, it's not about religion. It's about meeting and encountering Jesus, and Jesus is here. So just imagine, just imagine if we had uh, strong women that like Jochebed who would, who would rise up in this generation and be protectors of their family, that even though, even though, the, the, I don't care how, the government could get worse, I don't know, but even if it does, they will speak truth to power, and they will stand for what is right. Imagine having women that pray like Hannah, That that even if your children are far away, you you never you never leave them. I'm so I'm so glad for my grandmother, who she's with the Lord. My mother's with the Lord, but my grandmother prayed for me every day. She constantly prayed for me, and she was she was in touch with God. She would like call on the days that things were really going wild with me. I wasn't always perfect, and she'd be. She What's going on with Scott today? My mother. My mother uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're a woman, you need to say, oh, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's how you raise your kids. My mother was so filled with the Holy Spirit, it was like I got caught every sin I did. I, I I don't know about you, but I couldn't get away with stuff. One day I brought something home that I shouldn't have foul object of hell, and I, 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 I hid it. I hit it re- really well. Do you know, do you know what basements are? They, they dig down into the ground, and they put stuff down there, store stuff down there. So we had a basement, and I, I took, I went into my, and I, I, I found a a uh, up, above rafters full of cobwebs nobody had ever put their hand in there and I I hid my foul object of hell I go to school I think I'm safe I come home and there it is on the kitchen table my mother is like a master psychologist. She doesn't say anything. She's like getting dinner ready. She makes me bring it up. Like, I'm, I'm praying, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, come right now. Jesus, come now. I'm like, right now, Jesus, let's all go to heaven and put me at a, at a far away from my mother in heaven so I don't see her for a long time. But I open my eyes and I'm still in the kitchen. I said, Mom, how did you find that? Oh, she said, that thing on the table? Yeah, that thing on the table. Well, I'm glad you asked. I was praying this morning, and the Holy Spirit told me to go to the basement. He told me to go over to the corner, get up on a chair, and reach up into the rafters, and look what I found. God, give us women that will fight for their families Be filled with the Spirit that will pray for their kids and see their kids through. That will teach their kids about Scripture and about the Savior, who won't get bitter as you get older, but keeps sweet before God and filled with the Spirit of God and filled with worship and always looking for where Jesus is, because Jesus is always working. You can see him. God, give us women that are signposts for Jesus. Here's Jesus. Here's what Jesus... Hey, everybody, here's Jesus. The world will be a better place with women that walk the earth like that. And guys, if you would get on board, it would be helpful as well. Because they should inspire us. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to pray. Let's close our eyes. Let's open our hearts. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come and stand with me here at the altar at the front of the auditorium. Let's just invite the Holy Spirit. Uh, My words are tiny and weak. But if you will listen to the words of Jesus as he speaks to you, I know he's here and I know he's speaking to you. I know some of the things he's saying. I know he's saying to you that he loves you more than you think he does. I know he's telling you, I have a plan for your life that is absolutely amazing. I know he's saying to you, I have enough grace to to love and forgive you like you are and I have enough grace not to leave you like that. I have enough grace to move your life in a direction you cannot move yourself and I'm here right now to help you. And we're going to pray a prayer together that welcomes, not religion, that welcomes Jesus into our hearts, into our lives, into our souls. And I'm going to lead the prayer out loud. I'm going to ask everyone, please, everyone, God loves to hear your voice. Just Just take a moment to pray this community church prayer with us, and it's a prayer that invites Jesus into our lives as our Savior and as our Lord. So pray out loud with all the people around you. Just lift your heart and say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Open my heart and my soul, my life to Jesus Christ. I turn away from my sins. I repent of my sins, and I turn towards you, Lord, to receive your love, your grace, your forgiveness. Thank you for loving me. Now help me to follow Jesus every day of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, 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 amen. That's a great prayer. Come on, we affirm that prayer. It's a great prayer. Now. Look this way for a moment. I know there's a battle that goes on for your soul. I know there's a battle that goes on for your family. I know there's a battle that goes on for our community, our nation, and our world. You're part of that. And our faith in God will see us through. Now, if you are making a commitment of Christ for the first time or for the first time in a long time, it's essential that you tell somebody. So I want you in a moment to walk up and tell one of the prayer team, hey, I prayed with Scott, whether it's a first time or first time in a long time commitment. All to our prayer team is here to pray with whatever needs you may have. The, that the gifts of the Holy just hold right there, just hold right there. It's, can you it's hold right here? Just hold. No, they're not. Yes, that's it. Yeah, it's better not to walk right now. Thank you. Better not to walk. Thanks. Um, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we believe in the miraculous, we believe in the supernatural, and we believe that is available for you today. And our prayer team is here to pray with you. While the prayer team is praying, on the left-hand side and the right-hand side, there are communion tables. And you don't have to be a member of this church. Communion is about remembering Jesus, that he died on the cross for you, that he took away all your sin and all your shame, that he didn't stay dead. He went into the tomb and he rose again and he's with us. And we receive the bread and the cup of the Lord and we remember Jesus. So I'd like you to think about Jesus. And you're welcome to. You can be prayed for you can receive communion the worship team will lead us i'm going to pray one other prayer of blessing hope you have a happy mother's day hope god is with you if you've been a guest here uh, please come back especially if you've been very tired lately why am i so did you forget that why am i so tired i'm really going to talk about that you thought i was joking i'm really going to talk about that why am i so tired next week If you've been a guest, please, if you haven't stopped by our VIP room, you are a VIP and the room is for you back on the left-hand side. We just want to give you some gifts and, uh, and bless you. So I'm going to pray this blessing. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord bless your family. And may the Lord protect your family. May you rise up as a mighty woman of God. May you rise up as a mighty man of God. May you live in this generation for what is right. May you walk in the light of God and be filled with the love of God. I bless you in the strong, mighty, and majestic name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed. And all of God's people say, amen. Give the Lord just an ovation, a prayer. Come forward for prayer. Come forward for communion. And God bless you.